Ravens for the Rams, but you got to be a little enthusiastic after being there. Bro, that, that game atmosphere was ridiculous. Energy, electricity. That place was rocking anyone was there. And a lot of the, a lot of the uh, Super Bug fans were there, too. Uh, Tampa Tones. We are joined by Lee Goon tonight, uh, host of the Pat and Aaron Show of WDAE. Uh, Pat Donovan. And it sounds like Stunna is bumbling a little bit. Going to put him on mute for a second until that gets a little clear. But we're joined by Pat It looks Donovan. like Stunna is hanging out with Cheech and Chong in a car with the windows up or something over there. <laughs> it does look like we got a little No, nah, my, my uh, camera's broke. Howdy, hey, howdy, ho, how the hell are you? Happy Hanukkah, Hanukkah's underway. Starting a couple days ago on behalf of all the Bucketeers who want to hope everybody who partakes in Hanukkah is having a great Hanukkah season thus far, a great holiday season as we continue our march towards Christmas Day as well. And you know what that means? When Hanukkah's starting, Christmas is near important football. It's ready to be played on the gridiron, for better or for worse. It's either important because your team's fighting for the playoffs and trying to get in there, or it's fighting for draft position and trying to get the best of both worlds. Well, this Bucks team is kind of in the middle right now, and um, it's a very big split. The fan base is split. The stats are split. The data is split. We're going to get into their playoff percentage chances if they win this game, playoff percentage chances if they lose this game, the uncertainty with Coach Bolts. We're going to get into so much tonight on this Feel Good Friday. We appreciate you guys tuning into the Bucketeers. You're either listening live right now on YouTube at Bucketeers Podcast or you're joining the program on Facebook under the Bucks Life News umbrella, our partners over there. So we appreciate you all tuning in. It's Tampa Tones alongside one of my many great co-hosts. We're a six-pack. Tonight we're a two-pack, it looks like, for the time being at least. You never know with Cat Stunna if they come bumbling in. But J-Lo, welcome back, brother. Long time no talk. How the hell are you? Last time we talked, we were four and seven. Now we're five and seven, trying to get on a two-game win streak and compete for the playoffs, whether it be the NFC South or the wild card. How the hell you doing, brother? Happy feel-good Friday here in the Bucketeers. Yeah, man. Happy Friday. You know, we put out an ugly victory. I'll take it. Don't care who, it, who it's against. At the end of the day, anybody can win on a given day, brother. At the end of the day, you know, Mike Evans did his thing, got over 1,000 yards. You know, and a lot of criticism going on this week about Chris Godwin. But you know what? Hey, happy Friday. We're 5-7. and seven, Got a chance to tie the division up on Sunday. And plus, happy Hanukkah, you know, for the people that celebrate Hanukkah. Speaking of Hanukkah, J-Lo, I know you got a chance to see them. And a couple other of our co-hosts saw them as well. Us here at the Bucketeers are making Hanukkah long-sleeve shirts, Christmas short-sleeve shirts for the holiday season. They're going to be in, and they're going to be part of our 12 days of Bucksmiths here on the Bucketeers, where starting this Sunday, starting on Breakfast with the Bucketeers this Sunday, we're going to be doing and starting our 12 days of Bucksmiths. Some people might be going, what the hell is 12 days of Bucksmiths? Well, here on the Bucketeers, 
We're going to be doing 12 days straight of giveaways for the holiday season, which will run from this Sunday that is going to be December 10th. And it'll run through, let's see, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, the, thir- the 21st, that's a Thursday. So between December 10th is Sunday and December 21st, a week from Thursday, we're going to be doing a giveaway every single night, 12 nights in a row. And it'll be all on our X, Twitter, whatever the hell you call it, at Bucketeers. Like I said last week, the first giveaway is going to be awesome. It's going to be a Mike L. Scott Hall of Fame coin, a Winston autograph plaque, um, a Hanukkah or Christmas shirt of your choosing, Hanukkah long sleeve, Christmas short sleeve. It's going to be incredible. And that's starting this Sunday. You could find out about these one of two ways. Listen to the pod each and every episode live, and we'll be updating the giveaways on the days there are giveaways or follow us on X at Bucketeers, B-U-C-C-A-T-E-E-R-S, and you'll be the first to know about all these giveaways for the holidays. As Tyler says, my Christmas wish is for the Evans jersey to be hung up. Have a great show. Tyler has, A, he has an incredible Evans jersey in his collection. B, Evans will be in the Hall of Fame one day. Speaking of Hall of Fame, we got our Hall of Fame Co-host, Mr. A-Cats in the house, Cats. Happy Hanukkah, brother. Happy holidays. Hope all is well with you. And I'm very excited to watch the Bucks this Sunday. Believe it or not, a couple weeks back, I thought I'd never say that. But here we are, technically <laughs> controlling our own destiny. And we have some holiday t-shirts on the way. Christmas t-shirts, Hanukkah long sleeves. It's good vibes here on the Bucketeers, Cats. How the hell are you doing, brother? Yeah, I'm doing well. You know, I mean... We put ourselves uh, or got took a little bit of help to get there, but you know the Bucks are indeed do control their own destiny, um, and a chance to pay back the Falcons for their loss earlier in the season, um, and hopefully they're hopefully they're ready too. Yeah, and isn't it kind of funny um, at this point in time? You want to be playing important football when Hanukkah and Christmas start creeping in. You know these games become all that much more important. And the Bucks are five and seven, but they're playing just as important football as the seven and five Steelers did last night. They lost. Now they're seven and six, playing just as important football as the six and six Vikings. Yes, half of it's being in the NFC South, but half of it is understanding the chips that fall in place and just knowing your lane and how to keep fighting for the playoffs. And so far, hasn't been pretty. It's been rather ugly. As Katz alluded to, we got some help. But, j we are fighting for the playoffs, and this game Sunday is all that much more important for the playoffs, whether it be winning the South or getting a wild card. If we beat the Falcons on Sunday, the Bucks' playoff chances skyrocket to 52%. So we have a better chance in a coin flip of making the playoffs as long as we win Sunday. If we lose Sunday, we're less than 8%, hovering right around 7.98% chance to make the playoffs. j that's a hell of a difference, really. It's almost winner go home Sunday. I know we're technically not out of it yet if we lose, but that'd be such a big uphill battle to climb with games against the Packers and Jaguars remaining. No, agreed. You know, it's going to be a fun game to watch Sunday. I think these two teams are going to battle it out, give it everything they got. And I feel like most of the players on this team don't want to lose. They want to compete, make the playoffs, go out there and show out, you know, the Anton Winfield Jr., Evans already skyrocketed to a thousand yards already. 
I mean, this team can do it, man. They can go in there with a good game plan. Yeah, pay Mike. You got to pay the man. I don't care what he asks. You give him the booty. You give him everything he wants. The man is the franchise guy. He is the leader. And to most of us, you know, he's one of the greatest offensive butt players of all time. You know, and I loved All-Star over the years, but as Mike Evans, he surpassed him. He has. And one day he will be in the Hall of Fame, whether he breaks JRS's record or not. The guy that stud, he's played with so many quarterbacks. You know, at the end of the day, they got the tools. And Bowles, you know, it's like a marriage. You hate him, you love him. But he knows how to win games if he call if he makes the right calls when they need to be called. Use your timeouts, throw the challenge, throw everything you've got. Your job is on the line. If you don't make the playoffs, you're gone. I, I know I said at the beginning, if he doesn't win a playoff game, he's gone. But he better his chances if he makes the playoffs. And you start by going to Atlanta, return the favor, get our revenge. Knock their ass off because they are very beatable, and Desmond Ritter's not the guy. He's not it. I don't care what he says. He does not intimidate me, and at the end, and plus their lines beat up too, so we don't know how they're gonna play. This could be an evenly matched game. Yeah, I think it could be an evenly matched game as well. I think it's gonna be almost like the first game, right? That was pretty evenly matched. That battle was a back and forth bloodbath. Uglier game, if you must say. I was there at that game, had incredible seats. Thanks to Tyler Sharp, my buddy who is watching with us right now. He got me a seat hookup. Also shout out to NH, my man watching live with us on Facebook on this feel good Friday night. But Tyler and I Watch that Bucks Falcons game firsthand live in front of our face. We had every opportunity to win that game, take the lead in that game, or at least force overtime in that game. And we just kept crapping the bed, crapping our pants. At the same token, Atlanta kind of did too, as every time they were reaching the doorstep of the end zone, they fumbled or turned the ball over. Cats, usually the turnover battle is key. But the Bucs won the turnover battle last time we played the Falcons and ultimately lost the game. Do you think this Sunday plays out different, Cats? Do you think it's a true competition of, hey, whoever wins the turnover battle, like in most instances on game day, is going to win this one? Or do you think with two struggling offenses that it might not be the case on Sunday? I think you need to win the turnover battle. The Bucs have not won it very much. Um, they won it in that game. But were they? Remind me now. Were they a plus two or plus? I forgot what their plus, what their differential was. They need to be plus, Usually, they need to be at least plus two, in my opinion. Although the talent level between these two clubs, and obviously there's injuries in play as well, is even enough where that might not be the case. But I think if the Bucks go out there and win the turnover battle, especially if they win it by two or more, I do think this time they'll come out victorious. I agree with that. I think they know how big this game is, Cats. I think they'll come out victorious, too. I think a lot of people in that locker room are still hungry for the playoffs, right? And that's where I think the perceptions are misconceived a little bit. I think people um, are kind of looking at this Bucks team and thinking, do they really want to win? Do they want to be there? I feel like it's opposite. I feel like those guys really want to be in the playoffs, but since a lot of those cats are newer to the Bucks, like the Carlton Davises, the Jamel Deans, the Antoine Winfields, the Tristan Wirfs, their atmosphere and usual norm with the Bucks is winning, right? So I think 
that those guys, right, wrong, or indifferent, Devin White's of the world as well, I think a lot of those guys kind of just assume, hey, we're going to be in the dance, right? We're going to figure it out. We're going to get in the dance. We're going to be there. But there's no Tom Brady this year, and you necessarily can't piggyback that the NFC South is going to open up the floodgates for you like they did last year and assume that you'll land in the playoffs. J-Lo, am I, am I wrong on that? Because I see a lot of people in X saying, this guy doesn't care, that guy doesn't care. I kind of view it as the opposite. I think these guys care, but I think they're a little overprivileged in the fact that a lot of them are only used to playoff football. So I think that they assume, hey, we're going to make it regardless. We're in a bad division, but that's not quite the case. you got to bust your ass off. I don't think they're taking it for granted necessarily. I just think they're a little too comfortable with their friendliness of playoff appearances and playoff bursts. No, I agree. I feel like, you know, so, so many, most of these players on the team already know what it's like to be in the playoffs and stuff. Some are still living that fancy life like certain people have throughout there before. Um, at the end of the day, I feel like when they're bats against the wall during the season, they perform. Like last year when they played Carolina, our bats were against the wall. If we didn't win that game at home, we wouldn't be in the playoffs. And what they do, they showed up and they played their best football and won the game and clinched the division. So I think with this game on the line, I think most of the players know what's at stake. You beat Atlanta, you gain momentum going into Green Bay at Lambeau. You know, all, all it takes is a win from last week. Now you that's motivation. And these guys want to win. Most of them do. You know, and Baker is a dog. Yeah, he didn't have the best game last week, but he's a dog. He wants to win. And that's what I like about him. He don't want to just sit there and just give up saying, oh, okay, yeah, he wants to win that contract. He wants to have stability. He's got a baby on the way. Congratulations to – Baker was baking in the bedroom. Yes, he was. He took care of business <laughs> on that part. So, you know, you know, at the end of the day, the team, when they're about against the wall, they want to win. I don't think there's many players in that team that want to lose. And and most of the famous want to lose for a draft pick. Fuck that. I want to compete in the playoffs. you got the players to do it. You know, compete. That's all that matters. You want to go and win the football game, no matter who you're playing against. And that's what a lot of people misconstrue, right? A lot of people say, oh, it's easy to tank this and that as Eddie joins us. TGIF, go Bucks, go Bucks, go Bucks. Sure. Fire the damn cannons, touchdown Tampa Bay. That's what a lot of people misconstrue as well, J-Lo, and that's a great point. Yeah, people think tanking is easy, blah, blah, blah. These guys could do this. They don't care if they loaf. It ain't that easy. It ain't that easy at all. You're telling me a guy like Baker Mayfield would pack it in in a prove-it year as, he, as his contract is expiring and maybe his NFL career is as well? You're telling me a guy like Mike Evans who bust his ass 24-7 trying for a new contract, would be okay with tanking? You telling me that? You're telling me a lot of these things, this and that, that and this? You're telling me a guy like Winfield Jr. and his contract year would be okay with tanking? You're telling me guys like Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean, who live and die by Bucks football, who get roasted on Twitter all the time, who honestly, they're so confident in themselves, they would never want to tank. It wouldn't make sense to tank. You draft pick wannabes, stop it. Stop saying it would be better off for the Bucks to lose. Maybe so, maybe not. 
And you know what the hell else I hate? I hate those cowards and son of a bitches that say, oh, proof's in the pudding. If you pick 10 spots up each round, you're going to have better success. That's not always true. If that were true, if that loser mentality, exactly, J-Lo. If that were true, then Lamar Lamar Jackson was a 32nd pick of the draft. He fell to 32. It didn't matter in that draft if we picked at 22 or 32. It's about making the right pick at the right time. You have the whole plethora of availability to pick who you want. To pick who you want. Don't blame the draft spot on if the team had a good draft or not. Blame the team. Because you know what else? A lot of people were saying, oh, the Buccaneers picked Elijah Canty too high at the beginning of the 20s. No. You're already proven wrong on that. And guess what? Guess what? If we were to pick 12, if we were to tank last year, make, make miss the playoffs and pick 12 overall instead of 22nd overall or whatever the hell else it might have been, you'd think we would have picked Elijah Cancy at 12? Probably not. Probably not. So it's about being at the right place and having the right pick at the right time, and you should always want to win. And as J-Lo said, loser mentality if you want to lose. I understand your chances might be higher of hitting a bigger home run pick, but at the end of the day, Lamar Jackson is pick number 32. Baker Mayfield is pick number one. You're telling me in that draft they were 31 spots apart. If the Ravens were up in the top 10, they still would have drafted Lamar? Probably not. Once again, right place, right time. It's not about where you pick. It's about who you draft because I'll tell you what, even if these people are saying Kalijah this, Kalijah that, he's one of the best first-round picks at this point in time right now. And I guarantee you, 10 years from now, people won't be saying, oh, if we had the 12th pick of the draft, we could have maybe traded up and got Stroud, Levis, etc. They're going to be talking about what the hell kind of career Kalijah Cansey had, and it's going to be a pretty damn good one. Kat, do you think J-Lo and I are wrong for calling it a loser mentality for people wanting to get the better draft pick and those same people try and have it both ways as well in my opinion right because they go oh trust me I'm rooting for the Bucks to win this Sunday don't get me wrong but at the same time I know it would better us if we improve our draft stock that's not how it works you can't have it both ways because guess what trust me I know you know the picks are probably a little higher if you pick higher but at the end of the day I want to win these football games Winning is few and far in between for a franchise like us. If we could get to the playoffs four year in a row, I don't care if we're one in 16 and we win the NFC South, damn it. Give me the playoffs. Look at March Madness. You have these eight to 10 win teams that get into March Madness every year, and some of them make a run to the final four, lead eight, sweet 16. How do they do it? By getting in the playoffs. If you're not in the playoffs, you can't make a run. Cats, do you think J-Lo and I are viewing this the wrong way, or are you on board with us where, hey, if you want us to lose, man, you're you're in the Get wrong. Get the fuck out of here. No, it's a loser mentality to want to lose. And, I mean, no players actually want to lose, and very rarely do teams Thank actively you. tank. It's happened before. We've seen it a few – the Bucks did it once that well, I – in my lifetime. You know, the Colts – did it a few times, I believe. But the players, even when that happens, the players don't want to do that. And all you got to do, last night the Pats were, what, 2-10? and 10, They're now 3-10 and 10 and went in, and what did they do last night? They went and won a football game. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there were any team poised to do that, 
because they're right there. I mean, in terms of getting that number one pick, they went into Pittsburgh and they won a football game. So, I mean, that tells you everything, doesn't it? I mean, if any team were going to try to do that, it'd be them because players are playing for, they're not just playing for, they're playing for wins and losses. They're also playing for jobs next year. Coaches are coaching for jobs next year. You know, it's never that simple as, oh, let's just, you know, go and let's intentionally lose these games. If you lose, I mean, if you're good enough or bad enough where you lose, then so be it, you know. But nobody's out there. If they're bad enough to lose, then you don't have to tank. You're just going to lose. People use the term way too often. Um, you know, the Patriots are a bad football team. They got a win last night. Um, I'm sure their fans are probably not too thrilled about it, many of them. Um, some of them uh, probably glad that they went and beat one of their, you know, nemesises and the Steelers because now the Steelers have to regroup and, you know, their their road to the playoffs just got harder. So, yeah, no teams really are actively trying to tank. It's not no. – It's people don't think about the players when they make comments about how a team should do that. They're not thinking of the players as and what they're trying to do, what they're trying to accomplish which is winning, and there's other things at, at stake, like you mentioned as well, contracts and so on and so forth. Just to throw it out there, Tone, not to cut them off. Um, and plus, you know, these players want to play for bowls. Like, love them or hate them, the players want to play for bowls. They do not want to lose for him. You got to think about that, you know. And if you want a new coach, what new coach want to go to a team that quits? He wants to go to a team that wants to win. That's another thing you got to think about. You know, you want to go out there and throw all these names like Jim Harbaugh, Ben Johnson. Do you really think they want to go to a team full of quitters and tankers? No. They want to go to what to the best that best fits them, that gives them the best chance to win, and this team can do it. And, you and, know, sorry. to add on to your point, you know where losing has gotten us before is Pop says 24-20 bucks need to win big boy time. And Tyler, he says, most fans don't see this as a contender. They'd rather get a top 10 pick, blah, blah, blah. Um, the mindset is also we missed the playoffs and Bulls is gone. Again, I get all that. But do you know where top 10 picks have gotten this team before? Do people realize where losing seasons have gotten this team before? Do some of these guys ring a bell? Devin White, how are people happy with him? Are people loving him right now? Is he is he making impacts as a top five pick? Jameis Winston, Mark the number Aaron. one overall pick of the draft, not even a decade ago, is on his second team and can't even sniff the field. Mark, Mark Barron. Mark Barron had a cha- Mark Barron had to change positions, had to change numbers, um, just to stay in the NFL. He couldn't stay afloat. Some of the other higher picks we had in the first round of, of the previous years, Josh Freeman, How, what the hell happened to him? So do you see this pattern? Do you see this? Oh, losing gets you everything. Losing is great. Oh, and guess what? We traded back for Vita Vea. So he actually traded back and got Vita Vea. So I don't want to hear, well, losing helped get us Vita. We traded back to get Vita. And guess what? We traded up to get worse. So for you, those that say, oh, we need to have a better pick in the first round, we've showed examples of us being able to trade up and land a big guy. So I don't want to hear that, well, you know, a lot of the people are thinking that a top 10 pick, top 10 picks of God is Jameis Winston, Mark Barron, Devin White, and the likes of that. So is, is, is a top 10 pick guaranteed? Is a top 10 pick guaranteed 
to be a producer on your NFL team? No. Is the playoff berth guaranteed to win a Super Bowl? Absolutely freaking not. But you know what it is guaranteed to do, which it has for the past three years because I see all these young kids on Twitter rooting for the Bucks now. Playoffs grow your fan base. Playoffs get you views. Playoffs get you publicity. Playoffs, more fans and more publicity means more money for your team. Seeing ticket holders. More money for your team means more season ticket holders. More season ticket holders mean more foods getting bought, more concessions are getting bought, which means more money for free agencies, which means more chance of people wanting to come to Tampa and play. Do you get where we're going with this? And not just vacation either. Actually come down and win, and win a championship. Right. I mean, yeah. Okay, sure. We could lose our ass off. And then we can make guys like Godwin and Evans not want to play here anymore. We could push them far away. We can make guys like Antoine Winfield not even want to resign here. We could push guys like Rashad White away, who's a free agent coming up. Sure, we can lose and do all of those things. That would be easy to do. That would be really easy to do as the Buccaneers. Hell, we've done it for almost 40 to 50 years outside of our Dungy and Gruden era and then our Brady era. Fine. You want to go that path? You want to lose, get a top 10 pick? Sure. But there's no guarantee that a top 10 pick, A, turns us around, and B, instantly wins this game. You know what does guarantee winning? Making it to the playoffs. Because that means you were good enough to at least make it into the dance and hell. At that point, you never know. You have a chance. As Christian says, agreed. I think the playoffs is better than a higher draft pick. Bucks are already the most... Losing his franchise, not like a top 10 draft pick, will immediately mean a deep playoff run next year. Thank you, Mets. And you know what else? This quarterback draft class is incredibly deep. So deep that it has kids like Riley Leonard staying in college, transferring because they know how deep it is. So if the Bucks really want to take their QB of the future, you can maybe do that later in the first round as well. So I, I don't really see the benefits of wanting to, oh, lose, let's lose. Oh, getting in the top 10 is always a better thing. I don't think that's how the crookie crumbles in football all the time. And for the Bucks' sakes, wouldn't you want four playoff appearances in a row? We might never have that happen again. We might that's never you, have that happen again. So why not? J-Lo, go for it. I'm saying that's how you build a winning franchise. You know, you compete and compete and compete until, you know, you made the playoffs every year. I mean, look what Dungey did. Dungey got to the playoffs, what, three, four straight years? Then we brought Gruden in to get, you know, to bridge us over. They finally won a Super Bowl. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm tired of losing. I'm tired of these losing seasons, tanking, all that crap. Nobody wants to lose. People want to win. And if you want your team to lose, then you're not a real fan. I'm sorry. I'm going to throw it out there right now. Any Bucs fan can argue with me, I don't give a shit. I'm ready. At the end of the day, you want your team to win, at any, no matter what situation it is. That's what a real fan is. You're there for your team. You want your team to win. Not lose to get a drive pick because, like you said, there's no guarantees. And Light will find a way to trade up and make it happen. You know what I mean? Like, he's not he's not some dumbass like, Saint, like um, New Orleans GM throwing money away on players are not going to win you a championship. That's the real truth. The Loomis so, special. Tell, no, no, no. Loomis is a dummy. I'm sorry. And thank God we got Baker for what we did. So praise Jason Light for his efforts. Yeah. 
this year he finally nailed a draft. I mean, he got some quality players. Yeah, I agree with that. As JC might be jumping on, he asked for the link, so that would be awesome okay. if he if Come he did on, join JC. Sports Illustrated's own JC Allen. That would be quite the treat. But we'll wait to see if we do get him in here. Cats, I do want to talk about this. Um, you know, Bucks Falcons injuries. Our injuries. We have a couple of big ones hindering. A couple have been ruled out already. Cats, you think Vita Vea gives it a go on Sunday? I mean, that's a really important one. Right now he's questionable. He hasn't been practicing the past couple of days. But he hasn't been ruled out yet. Jamel Dean was ruled out. Devin White was ruled out. And we did sign or bring back, re-sign, I should say, Brewer, the former Bills defensive tackle. We had him on our practice squad um, until a couple weeks back. So that may indicate that Vita might not be a full go on Sunday. But, Cats, that's a big path to play on Sunday. And at the same time, JC, I did send it to you on X, the link, by the way. Cats, Vita, is that the game on Sunday? If Vita plays, do we win? If Vita loses or doesn't play, do we lose? Is it as cut and dry as that? Or do you think that injury is not as big as people are making it up to be? Well, it's a big deal if he doesn't play. Um, I do think, I do get the feeling that he will play. Um, you know, they list you as questionable. Um, you know, keep in mind, obviously at this point of the year, I don't know if anyone's really, I know what he's fully healthy. We had an early bye week as well. So, you know, I'm not saying they're just, you know, listing him as questionable so they can rest, but obviously he's sore, whatever's, whatever it is, that's bothering him. I don't know when it occurred, uh, when the injury happened, but I hope he plays. I'm optimistic that he will just based on what I'm hearing. You know, he was out there, kind of did a walkthrough today. Uh, I think having Levante David back is huge as well for the Bucks. Um, you saw. I'm interested to see him at linebacker with um, with J with JJ Russell out there as well, also, and see what that tandem looks like as opposed to the usual one where he's with uh, with Devin White. I thought Russell played a good game last week. I thought JJ Russell played fantastic. He was an undrafted free agent last year out of Memphis. I actually met him briefly after Bucks Colts preseason last year. I was sitting right by the tunnel. Pretty cool. JJ Russell came over, said, "What's up?" And then gave me his gloves after last year's Bucks Colts game. They're right in this tank behind me. So I'm a big J.J. Russell guy, and he proved to pay dividends on why we've been keeping him around on the practice squad and bouncing him up and down from the active roster both last year and this year. I thought he played a hell of a game, and I know Levante's a legend, and Devin White had a couple of good years three years ago now, but I think J.J. Russell played a refreshing middle linebacker spot. Levante and him are going to look beautiful out there. And again, that ain't a knock on Levante. Levante's obviously way better. I'm more so comparing J.J.'s play to what we've seen out of our secondary linebackers of late, the Devin Whites or the Philan Cervacier Dennis's of the world. And I'm not taking anything away from Dennis as well as he's a rookie with little experience under his belt. But bottom line is, J.J. Russell had very little experience. He came into that game, and he took it by the horns. It was sad to see K.J. Brick get hurt. I was looking forward to seeing the J.J. and K.J. Bash brothers run wild on a lot of candy asses out there. But we didn't get the chance to see that because K.J. went down so early. And then Ryan Neal came into the game um, and did what he did. And I'll say this. I don't think Ryan Neal played a great game by any means, but I do tip my cap to him by being able to fill the void 
and at least play well enough football to win us the game. Again, if you break down the film, he had some good plays, sure, but at the same time, he had some plays where he was getting beat out there and fell flat on his face a little bit. Real quick before we bring in J.C. Allen in a few minutes, uh, J-Lo, thoughts on Ryan Neal and his play on Sunday, and then uh, we'll get to Cats. I mean, you know, hats off. I mean, he played the best he could. I mean, he only practiced, I think, one time at linebacker, I think Todd Bowles mentioned. So for him to step in there, you know, and just play the best he could, I mean, he did make a key a key tackle in the goal line when they were driving on us, and we held him to a field goal for that most part. I mean, like I said, we were shooting on linebackers, man. When KJ Britt went down, that was tough, man. So, you know, I give him hats off for stepping in there and going out of his ordinary position and playing the best he could. And thank God it was just a team like the Panthers who are not a very good football team. Yeah, and the great J.C. Allen is joining us. We're going to get Cat's word, then we're going to bring in the great J.C. Cat's thoughts on Ryan Neal stepping in on short notice and uh, really helping trying to fill a shorthanded void last week. The Bucks are down to linebackers five and six. Well, with Ryan Neal, technically six and seven, Cat's. Yeah, that's well. Whenever you're, every any time a guy comes in and plays a position that's not their own, you got to give him credit for doing it and doing it at any sort of reasonable level. I thought he did. Uh, as a safety, you know, you're not really ch- trained to shed blocks the way linebackers onto are, so you're more just guessing which side to go to. But uh, I thought he did a, a more than admirable job in this game. Um, he did come up with a few stops. I think they presented him, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he get one of the game balls? I don't. I don't he remember did. if he got one or not. He did he? Yeah. He I mean, he deserved that. You know, it's tough to go out there on, you know, I mean, you're not you never played that position before in your life. And you have to go out there in, in the middle of a game too. It's not like you had a full week of practice to do that either. You had to do it on the fly. So he gets high marks from me uh for that. Yeah, and you gotta laugh at the coach and staff too, right? At one point we only had ten guys in on the goal line on defense and they did get one of their touchdowns on that play. And thanks, Levi, for joining us. He says, Ryan Neal had no idea how to fill in run support. If that was a good running team, they would have continued to run right at him. He was unblocked and made the tackle on the goal line. Yep, that's pretty much what we were saying. He had an ugly game, but he filled in. And we needed someone to fill in, right? I'm not sure who else on the roster. Maybe a different, you know, we really didn't have a lot of choices outside of him. Or but he made the tackle. Playing. He made yep. the tackle. I mean, yep. no, no, I'm trying to cut in, Tom. I'm just saying. Yeah, you want to bash him, but give him props for making the tackle. He didn't miss it. You know what I mean? You got to give him some props because they could have got a touchdown, and this game would probably be a different story. But he helped to a field goal. Yeah, he had the best game, but if he made the tackle, made the fucking tackle, and he did. So give the man a little props. Shit. <laughs> And that's what we're doing. And speaking of props, J.C. Allen deserves a lot of props. Sports Illustrated's own J.C. Allen. We'll see if we have him with us now. J.C., are you there, brother? How are you? If you are, thanks for I am. What's going on, guys? Brother, for the millions and millions and millions. Let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, Ryan Neal is, you know, what I mean, credit like. Like J-Lo said, you know, how many t- missed tackles have we seen? Not only him, but this team make this or miss this year. So the tackle was huge. I think he excelled when they used him down um, in the box, um, you know, kind of in that run support role when he had to take on shed blockers, try to figure out where the play was going. Yeah, 
he was a little lost there, but what do you expect, you know? Um, he's still, you know, I don't think he'll be back on this team next year. Um, but, you know, unless it's as, as like the third safety, I think the most logical thing is they probably draft a safety, especially given Antoine that contract and having those two other guys on the outside with big money deals as well. Well, not big money, but, you know, cornerback deals for Dean and, and uh, Carlton Davis. So, you know, he is what he is. We saw we saw last year, um, you know, a lot of his weaknesses were covered up because they utilized him down in the box more. And we haven't seen as much of that this season when he has played down there. He's been effective. But the problem is, and I think I've said this on here before, is Antoine Winfield, while, you know, Ryan Neal is, is good in the box, Antoine Winfield Jr. is ex- exceptional in the box. And you have to find ways to get him down there get him in on blitz and get him in on run support and, and bring him down there. When you do, you leave Ryan Neal back there in no man's land, and he's not the best at coverage, and that's when he gets burnt like toast. So um, kudos to him for doing a great job. Real excited to see Savassier Dennis next to Levante David this week. Uh, could be the linebacking pair of the future, potentially, yeah, uh, at least for next season, if they do bring Levante back. But uh, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on, on Ryan Neal's performance and – what kind of shaped up last week. Yeah, and JC, as you do join us here, we did briefly talk about already um, just kind of this game meaning so much to this team in particular at 5-7, and seven, but we're not out of the wild card or the south just yet, and this Bucks team jumps up to a 52% chance at the postseason if we win this one, jump down to about a 7.98 or 8% chance of making the playoffs if we lose, so Pretty much playoffs would be all but over at that point. JC, do you think the Bucks could come out with the win this Sunday and maybe a two-game winning streak motivates this team to somehow, some way, fight their way into the playoffs? Or do you think regardless, even if we do find a way to beat the Falcons, that this Bucks team is just going to find a way to lose between coach and, and the players? I mean, even if they win, I, I think they do have a good shot at winning this game. But even if they do win... You kind of look at the situation and look what's left on the schedule, and you say, okay, Green Bay in Green Bay, that's going to be a game. Uh, Jacksonville at home Christmas Eve, that's going to be a game. Panthers should be should be uh, a win, but we saw what happened last weekend where they barely beat them. Um, and then you look at the Saints. The Saints have always are always going to get up for that game um, as well. So, I mean, those four games – are difficult, and then you kind of look at what Atlanta has. They've got the Bears, they've got the Colts. Um, they've got a, a pretty easy schedule, having the play, having played already. You know the Jacksonville Jaguars and and all these other teams, uh, the Packers earlier in the season, getting a win over the Packers before Jordan Love turned things around. But you know, it's not just this game. I think you know, yeah, it's the old adage, one game at a time. But there's a situation where they win this game. And they still don't win the NFC South um, if they drop these other games. So it's uh, it's a five game season right now, and they've got to they've got to go at least you know four and one in those games. So I think to lock down the NFC South and you know or potentially a wild card spot. But you know you always want to make the playoffs. You always want to get in there, get your shot. You know, a chance in the dance. You never know what could happen. Teams catch fire any given Sunday. We've seen what's happened, you know, throughout the throughout the season already. You know, Bills were a favorite. They're not even in the playoffs right now. 
Um, so, you know, there's the opportunity that teams can come up flat, teams can overlook you, and you can sneak one in. And, you know, I, um, it starts this weekend, but it certainly doesn't end this weekend. It's not – this game isn't a, all right, we can breathe. You're still on the edge of your seat. You still have to put your best foot forward, give your best effort throughout the rest of the season and, and hope, you know, the Falcons kind of stumble along the way. Couldn't agree with you more there, brother. I think those are tremendous thoughts on the situation. I think the Bucks win. Yes, that means their playoff chances could happen, but not a guarantee by any means. Cats, what's kind of your thoughts on that um, before we jump into this injury report and score predictions with JC here? What, what are your thoughts of what JC said, Cats? Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, obviously, you know, puts you a 52% chance if you win. So that's a little better, like you said, than a coin flip. But you're probably going to end up having to win one of those two two games that you will definitely not be favored in, uh, Green Bay or Jacksonville, to make up for any game, pick up whatever game you want that they should have or could have should have won that they didn't. So you probably have to make up for it um, along the way. But, hey, you know what? I mean, they started the year 3-1. and one. Um, they've got five games left. Who knows? Maybe they finish at four and one or uh, even three and two gives you a chance if you win this week. Obviously, still put depending on what Atlanta does, you then need some help um, as well. But I agree with what JC said. Yeah, and the Saints are always a tough game for us, regardless of record as well. JLo, thoughts quick on what JC said before we move into injury report score and player of the game predictions? No, he's right. He's 100% on point. Even if we do win this game, you know, we still got Green Bay to worry about. Jacksonville, you never know. One day, one game, they look like an all-star team, and next game, they look like crap. And they never count the Saints, you know, never count them out, even the Panthers. But I will go one game at a time, focus on Atlanta, try to get past them, and then we'll move on and worry about the Packers after that. And mind you, mind you, the Packers, the Vikings, their schedule ain't that easy either. I mean, we can win, which I think is the most important thing, but still compete for a wild card spot, whether it's six or seven. And when I think, if I'm not mistaken, we're only one game behind both those teams in the wild card spot. Am I wrong, JC, or no? No, I think you're right. JC, if you're around, you know, if that we're only a game back of the wild card of a couple teams. Uh, yes, they're only a game back right now. So, I mean, they, they've got the opportunity to still go after that wild card spot because the NFC is just trash outside of the Eagles and Dallas and San Francisco. So, they still have that opportunity to, to get in there through the wild card as well. Uh, but, again, that I mean, that's a wish and a prayer, right? I mean, now you're yeah. hoping for multiple teams to lose instead of just maybe the Falcons to fumble, and you still got to win those games. you got to split, at least split one of those Jacksonville – uh, Packers game. Um, it, it, listen, this game, we're, we still don't have a signature win from this team, right? Like I've said it over and over, they've been in every game at halftime. There's not a game that they've been out of where you say, wow, they got blown out from the get. You know, you can look at, you can look at some of those games, the Detroit game, the San Francisco game, and say, yeah, the final score dictates something, but you know, at halftime, they're in all these games. So they've got to continue to build that momentum um, after the half. And, and 
that's going to be difficult against some good teams. And I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. It's I. We haven't seen it, so we'll see how things shake out. I guess, but and it seems going to be tough. It seems like both teams could be a little short-handed on Sunday. Jamel Dean and Devin White ruled out. KJ Britt, Vita Vea questionable. On the other side of things, they have a couple key guys out as well. Really good standout D lineman David Onyemata's out. Uh, Caleb McGarry has been ruled out uh, amongst a couple others, Nate Landman and more. JC, do you think uh, the injuries this Sunday, uh, Vita Vea being questionable is a big one, but Onyemata being out for them along with McGarry is big as well. Who do you think these injuries impact more this Sunday? Do you think the Bucks injuries hinder them more? Or do you think uh, the Falcons I, hinder them more? I, I think the biggest one on here is Vita Vea. Um, if Vita's able to go, questionable potential game time decision, if he's able to go, I think the losses of Devin White with Savassier um, and J.J. Russell being able to fill in, I think they'll be fine at linebacker. And again, if need to be <laughs> you know, Ryan Neal. Um, at corner, I've liked what I've seen out of Zion McCollum enough that I think, yeah, you'd like to have Dean out there, but I think they'll be okay in that retrospect as well. Vita Vey is the biggest one for me. If Vey can't play, um, they're going to have some struggles stopping the run up the middle, especially with a guy like Tyler Algier and Cordero Patterson. You know, they usually, they don't, they tend to not use Bajan Robinson, you know, in the middle runs. They usually like to have him out on the perimeter more. Um, but again, they haven't seen him, and they may try some some of that with a guy like Vita Vea missing. The Falcons, however, they're missing their starting tackle, their starting defensive lineman, their starting linebacker. Yes, uh, AJ Terrell was a full participant today, but we saw that from Jamel Dean a few weeks back with a concussion, and he was ruled out because he didn't pass a concussion protocol. So he's still a questionable as well. And then their center, Drew Dalman. He, had, he didn't participate, had two days of limited participation with an ankle injury. He's still not going – he's questionable, but if he plays, he's going to be banged up as well. Onyemata's backup defensive tackle, Akeel London, he's out after having full participation all week as well. Um, you know, they've got Matt Collins likely back, but again, a wide receiver with an ankle injury, you know, that's going to take some things away from his game as well. Same thing with Jeff Okuda. Um, was limited and did not practice all week with an ankle injury. So, you know, you look at the two injury reports, and Vita is the biggest name on there, the biggest loss. But the Falcons are going to be struggling because their backups that they have there on defense, on offense, um, just aren't – we think the Bucks' backups are bad. Falcons are pretty pretty much worse, especially on that offensive line. It's kind of through rights watching as well on Facebook with us. Thanks so much. But I agree with J, uh, J.C., and pretty much everything JC just said, I think Vita, without a doubt, the biggest impact on that list, right? Whether he plays or not is going to have a huge impact on this game. But at the end of the day, the depth of the Falcons' injuries is crazy. They got a lot of big-time players and good starters out of the bit. Uh, J-Lo, what say you on the injury front before we get to scores and more from Sunday? No, oh, he nailed it. The one thing I said all week is how healthy are the Atlanta Falcons corners? You know, you got two number one receivers. I feel Chris Godwin has been misunderused personally. But, you know, when you got two receivers healthy going against two beat-up corners, at least on Jeff Kuda's angle, even if he does play with an ankle injury, 
he's not going to be able to cover Mike and Chris on the fly every single time. So that's my biggest thing is this could be an offensive scoring battle, if you ask me, more than a defensive battle, you know, for the most part. You know, because, of course, you know, they got they got two tight ends set in Kyle Pitts and Jonah Smith. And you got Drake London to go with the two bats they got. I mean, this could be a high-scoring game, if you ask me. But the one thing I'm more intrigued on is Atlanta's defense. You know, two defensive starters, possibly four, depending on Terrell, the concussion protocol, and Jeff Okuda. I mean, Baker might have a chance to put up some plays and get some yards going. And maybe we might even see Rashad White, White run the ball well because after that, Cody Mock is stepping up. He's playing better, if you ask me, you know, and on that part. Speaking of throwing the ball, speaking of good receivers, JC, I do want to, I, I wasn't planning on bringing this up much because I think it was a lot of fluff. And before we get Kat's take on this, the Godwin thing, the, you know, Godwin's wife stepping in Instagram. Who do you put at fault there? You know, is it Bull's fault or do you kind yeah. of agree? Do you kind of agree with the other guys, you know, from other reports saying, yeah, I know he said the wrong thing, but hey, maybe he just doesn't know any better, which doesn't make it any better. But, you know, was the intent there on Bowles' behalf, do you believe? No, no, I don't think the intent was there at all. It's definitely on Bowles for sure. Um, But I don't think there was any intent there by any means. Um, You know, he's – we know what Bowles does, right? Kind of what Arians did. Arians was an offensive coach. Um, and just let the offense do the offense. Uh, I mean, just let the defense do the defense. Well, Bowles is the same. He's a defensive coach. Let the offense do the offense. I don't know if he – I highly doubt he knew snap counts and how much he played in there. Uh, he, he made a comment, you know, I didn't even know he had zero catches or something after the game. So I don't – you know, maybe that report wasn't given to him. Maybe he's not necessarily looking at the offensive snap counts to that extent. Um, so – you know, I don't, I don't really fully blame him. What I do think is, okay, this became a big ordeal when Mariah made it a big ordeal. Put out a statement. You know, it wasn't his turn to speak on Wednesday or Thursday, rather, but say something. Um, you know, or say something. So I just, you know, I think that's where you know the PR department has to come and say, hey. Um, you know, this is this, before this gets further out of hand and before we have, you know, two weeks, two days of stories on it um, instead of just, you know, one story or that night put out a statement. Um, they kind of just let it go until Friday and then, you know, ask them about it. Me and Chris are fine. You know, he says, but I think if you look and I asked Chris, too, I mean, I, I kind of knew he didn't know what the landscape was. But, you know, if you look around the league at Waddle and some of these other other guys, um, around the league, Tyler Lockett, uh, Devontae Smith, um, some of these other guys, some of the, he's right there with them, you know. He's right there with them in receptions. He's right there with them in yardage. He's projected to have 1,000 yards uh, this season, over 98 targets this season. Um, and, and another thing I kind of asked Dave and him about on, on Thursday was just to move from the outside to the slot. You know, Brady, look at – Let's talk about Brady's slot receivers. Troy Brown, Wes Welker, Julian Edelman. You know, the list goes on and on. Those are high. That's a high volume spot for him um, in the offense he plays in, and you know it's a volume position as well. So he's making that move. He's seeing, you know, still a good amount of targets. Um, but again, and 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 they mentioned too, you know, went from 
throwing 40 to 50 times a game to they haven't even thrown that much. So, um, in any game. So, you know, those things, I think it's just all blown out of proportion. Um, Godwin wants the ball more. Dave wants to get him the ball more. Baker wants to get him the ball more. You know, I don't expect them to be like, we got to get him the ball more this weekend. Um, but if he's there, if he's open, if they can make a play, they're going to do it. He's also had trouble with separation. He's not the Godwin of two years ago. At ACL, plus he's dealing with the neck injury, plus he's dealing with other banged-up injuries that he's dealing with, too. Like, the guy's hurt, too. Like, separation isn't there. It's just – it was a much, hub, hub, you know, hubba-baloo about, about nothing, in my opinion. I, I agree with that sentiment, JC. Cats, do you agree with that as well? Do you think this whole thing was kind of blowing out of proportion a little bit? Yeah, I think it's, you know, people – but unfortunately – People, a lot of people like get entertained by these types of stories <laughs> or stories. Excuse me, quote unquote. Um, <laughs> I don't blame. I didn't blame her based on the fact that he went. What he said in the press conference about you know subbing him out was inaccurate. I can understand why she took it to mean that he was lying. I don't think he meant to lie. I just think he. I think he didn't know. Um, but I understand her frustration. She's sticking up for her husband. I don't think he necessarily needed her to. To, to do that but you know she felt the need to speak and she's a i've i've seen her before she's a very passionate um supporter of her husband mm-hmm. and of the team and i i appreciate her support and her passion for for the game so you know at the end of the day it was certainly overblown um but like again you know i i can't blame her for you know for standing up for her husband and being passionate i always appreciate it. Yeah, and you know, um, this this is one of those things where I agree it was overblown in my opinion, and now we kind of stare it in the eyes and say, "Hey, let's move past this." And what a better way to move past it than winning this Sunday? And I think winning this Sunday uh, shuts the door on this whole thing in general. What say you, JC? You think if the Bucks win this Sunday, this topic gets put to rest? And on top of that, do you got a score prediction for the game? Yeah, I think, you know, Godwin, too, has had some of his best production against the Falcons. So, I mean, what a game to have it happen. What a time to have it happen before, you know, where for whatever reason, he just gets that extra fuel or figures figures it out against the Falcons. So, um, whether he's targeted 15 times or targeted five times, whether he's got, you know, two catches or he's got 10 catches, I think it's pretty much – it's not – Anything the team's worried about, the fan base, fan is short for fanatical. <laughs> you know, you always got to remind yourself of that. And while it's great to be a fan, I was one of those types of fans before I joined in the business um, of, of reporting. You know, you also have to kind of take that with a grain of salt and realize that emotion plays a big part of it. And, uh, you know, whether he's whether he, he goes off or he's a contributor to a win, um, you know, either way, I think kind of we'll move past it. It will be a different story. I think there will be more onus on the fact that they lost rather than, you know, Godwin's catch or snap count. Um, but if they win, everything's gravy. No one cares. Everyone's happy. You know, so it's kind of like the win. Do you yeah. have a score prediction yet, JC, for the game? Or do you have that in one of your articles that maybe people could go look at? And we'll have that in? article out tomorrow, but I'll give it to you because I'm, I'm still kind of wavering. But I'm going to go 23 to 20 
Bucks sneak out uh, a win. Not like a last-minute field goal or anything like that, but they they eke out a win and keep the playoff hopes alive. Um, I had them at ten and seven. Don't think that's the. I don't think that happens. It's still alive. I don't think that happens. But I think back-to-back wins and you know they're feeling good, feeling high on energy before they've got to go to the frozen tundra, which I will be at. Can't wait. Yeah, that's incredible. You're going to enjoy that at Lambeau. Pops and I are kind of playing it by ear. If we win this week, you never know if we make can't, it. You can't. But... Whenever we're at the same game together, they lose. So you can't. Yeah, yeah actually, I'll <laughs> keep my ass at home. You know, that's why, you know, that's a great point. Whatever JC and I seem to be at the same game together, um, you know, Philly or Detroit this year or Atlanta, this not Detroit, Philly or Atlanta, you know. Both of those were lost. You know what's those. funny too, right? I was supposed to, you're at the Titans game, right? Yep. I was supposed to be at the Titans game, but I got sick and I couldn't go to the Titans game. And what happened? <laughs> <laughs> or wait, did you get sick or you texted me, hey, I can't come because the Bucks need to win today. And, uh, you, you know, you put the team I was there on the back. One. You know, yeah, I J-O just thought there. of that too. I just thought of that. The only, uh, we, out of like the three home games, we were there at the same time. Or the the uh, three potential home games, the one that I was sick and couldn't go to is the only one they won. So it's definitely a jinx between. There's just too much star power between me and you that you know the team can't overcome <laughs> overcome us. So yeah, you gotta stay your ass home. <laughs> it's like CM Punk. It's like CM Punk in the AEW locker room, right? You know, right, right. You're hey, just. Hey, hey, you know what, Tones? How about you just come to the Rumble with JC and I, then you go to the Great Bay game? I, I, I'll prefer that. I'll jump on that bandwagon. I think uh, me and Joey are ready to rumble. I think that's going to happen. I yes. think we're going to end up go. coming down for the rumble. I'm thinking that's a possibility. I'm thinking yeah, you better get those tickets soon. They're making me like itch. I got hives. Just think I'm like, I'm like the guy from Dave Tyrone Bigham. just like, <laughs> I got to get these tickets, man. And you just I, keep delaying. I, I'm making you wait, JC. I'm, I'm putting you on eggshells, but no, trust me. It'll be all good in the end. It's going to be better for us in terms of saving our pockets some coin, and we're going to get pretty damn good seats at the end of the Are day. Are you going to well. go to Raw, or should I? Or should I just get that myself? Um, I can't. I probably won't be able to swing Raw out there. Sadly, you know. Um, you know. Word. No worries. I'll get my own Raw tickets. You get the. You get the. Uh, the Rumble tickets. Yeah, exactly. We'll be, tell the little man we're going to be ready to Rumble come. Um, hey, hey you know, Jones. I, I think it's just gonna. I think it's just gonna be me solo for the rumble. I'm gonna bring him the raw. Hey, that's even better, right? Why not uh, get a guy's night in and uh, you know, l- love spending time with the little ones, but sometimes you need some big boy time. Yeah, you hey. know. Got time, hey. but I don't hey. mind. Hey, like I said, Cones, I got you, bro. You come into town for the rumble, you and your brother. I got you, bro. I'll be the Uber driver. I got you, man. All you permanent Uber. Uber. Just... You, don't, you don't need the Uber, bro. Just hop in, you know. My car, I got you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna drive down to your house too, JLo, so I don't have to pay for parking myself. Yeah, let's fucking do it, man. We'll call it. We'll call shotgun. I got shotgun. I gotta take the car seat out, but I got y'all. We'll call it a four pack. We'll meet at JLo's. We'll be ready to rumble come January, but I'm thinking that's very much so gonna happen. And JC, obviously, you'll be eloped in on our tickets with us as well. When we get that going, we'll be on one. Speaking of Rumble, 
score prediction time from the fellas. I got to run both myself. So always. Yeah, JP, last words, brother. Thanks again for joining us. Um, I know you're a busy guy. You got SmackDown on in 45 minutes now. And, you know, you you got some great kids to uh, hang out and watch SmackDown with. I hope both your little ones are doing well. What are your last words, JP? Thanks for hopping on, brother. Absolutely. Last words is just go out there and handle your business. You guys are growing professional athletes. You know what you got to do to win. You know what it takes. Um, go put together a complete game on all three phases. Handle your business and wrap up this division, you know, or start the start of the wrapping up of this division, you know. Um, like, I mean, you could talk about what they need to do, the keys to the game, but I think we all know what it is. Play smart football, you know, play technically sound football. Get the passing game going. Utilize the run game when you can uh, especially without on Yamada. You know, you only got Grady Jarrett to worry about, really, for defensive linemen. Uh, those are the things, you know, just. Wait, you said Grady Jarrett playing? Who? No, he yeah, said they playing. only got Grady Jarrett. I thought he's out for the season. Did he get hurt? No, Grady Jarrett's still there, I think. Did he get hurt? He, no, he got hurt. He's out for the year. He's not playing. Grady Jarrett? Grady Jarrett. What was this? It's, it's been it's been he's been injured. I mean, you can look it up. I'm not trying to question. I'm just saying. No, you, mean, you could be right. I completely forget. I'm, I'm saying I'm not trying to overstep you. I promise. Yeah, he's on, I no, he's on injured reserve. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, I think he actually went down like four weeks back. But regardless, I you think that. Good, Grady Jarrett. Do your damn thing. Go win the game. You don't need this. There you go. <laughs> Exactly. And JC, I know you got to work on your RKO defense because when I come down in a month, we're going to be doing some RKOs together and booling for sure. JC, where can JC Allen NFL you're at, right? At JC Allen NFL. Yeah, towards ACL. Yeah, he's gone. Wow. And his backup is is the other dude that's out. Oh, yeah. You got to run the ball up the middle. Take advantage of that. All right. All right, baby. At on NFL, you can find me there. Um, I'm going to go hang out with the fam, go look at some Christmas lights and shit, maybe watch Home Alone when I get back. Who knows? Yeah, I don't blame you. And uh, if you have extra time, pop the family man on. I love that one with Nicolas Cage. So That is a good one, underrated one. Yes, sir, JC. I'm looking ready to rumble with you next month, brother. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and I hope to talk to you again soon, brother. Uh, you know I will. Talk to you guys later. That's a great JC Allen from Sports Hills. Later, cats. He's a man. Cats. Yes, he is. It, is your score prediction close to JC's cats? I mean, not. It's I'm identical, actually. It's twenty-three to twenty is mine as well for the Bucks. Yes. And who do you got as player of the game? I'm going to be honest. I feel a lot better about this game after having JC on. I'm going to go with Chris Godwin. I, I think he's going to have a big game. Uh, I think he's due for a big game, and he has always had some success against Atlanta um, as well. So I'm going to go with Chris Godwin in this one. J-Lo score prediction and uh, player of the game? I'm going to go big, man. I say Butts 28, Falcons 13. I think this team Statement came together up. And, play, and played a good game. And player of the game to me – I'd say Chris Godwin. I'm right with the Cats. I think Godwin's going to go off. I think Michael made some plays. I think Rashad White's going to make some plays. But I think Godwin's going to be the key player. Because with those two injured corners, I'm telling you, they're going to go after them. Baker's going to go after them. And he's going to get Godwin the ball. Godwin's going to get the ball. They'll put money on it. 
I think so. I think he's going to get the ball. I'm going with, man, these are some good predictions. I'm going to go with Bucks 17, Atlanta 9. Get this. I think Atlanta struggles to score on Sunday. I think Desmond Ritter continues to play bad football. I get the Jets' defense is a little better than ours, but he looked terrible last week, and he really hasn't looked in a great rhythm. I think the Falcons settle for field goal after field goal after field goal, and I think the Bucks eke out an ugly one 17-9, and when you only let up nine, you know you need some great defensive performances to get you to that point, and I'm going to go with player of the game being um, Shaq Barrett. I think he knows he has to get a little more production off the edge I think he knows he could step up this game and make a big impact against a lower-end quarterback like a Desmond Ritter, nothing against him, but he's obviously not top tier in the league. I think Shaq Barrett helps keep him in line. Speaking of line, we have two more things, one big thing for Sunday and then our final word for the pod, but uh, we do have a college football game tomorrow, and it's a fun one. Army-Navy, salute to the troops, salute to service, and since both play such a critical role for America and keeping the men and women safe in this country, we're going to show them some love and give our Army-Navy winners. J-Lo, you got Army, you got Navy. Who do you got? They've kind of had a similar year to this point. Both have had an up-and-down year, but both ended the season pretty well, to be honest. Army ended with a couple of big wins. Navy ended with a couple of big performances. What say you, J-Lo? Army-Navy, that game's 3 o'clock Eastern time tomorrow. Whoever wins is in a bowl game. Whoever loses is not. So th- this is a big one. Well, big shout-out. I love for my grandfather, George Arnold Lowe II. He he was in the Army for 30 years, so I'm going to go with the Army. Go, on, go, go Knights. Yeah, thanks for his service. That's amazing. Military family is incredible. Thanks so much, J-Lo, for your grandpa being such an honorary man. Army, Navy, can't go wrong either way. Cats, Army, Navy, who you got, brother? Um, Yeah, thank you, J-Lo, and to your family for their service. I've got Army in this one as well. Yeah, the only thing I kind of wish with these military games, I wish you kind of had Air Force a little bit more involved and they kind of did a cool round robin during bowl season. You could do that, right? Like this week you could have these two play. The next week you could have the winner play Air Force. And then, you know, the final week you could have the winners play each other, something like that. You could kind of do a round robin during bowl season, but then these teams wouldn't be bowl eligible. So I don't know. All I want to say is thank you to every man and woman who does serve this country, you. whether you're Army, whether you're Navy, whether you're Coast Guard, whether you're Marines or whether you're uh, Space Force, we are really, really honored to have you guys serve in our country. Who knows? Maybe Space Force gets a college team and them and Air Force create a rivalry or something like that, right? But um, and shout out to my uncle. Um, he was in the Marines, which is a branch of the Navy. Um, a lot of people don't know that, that the Marines are actually under the Navy. I, I view them as equal, obviously, for multitudes of reasons but since the marines are a branch of the navy and since my uncle happened to serve that i'm gonna go with the navy on this one although shout out to seattle seahawks linebacker john rad again a good buddy of mine he uh, grew up down the street and he he played for the army so i'm a little conflicted here but i'm gonna stick with blood as blood's thicker than water and go with the navy as my uncle was in the uh, marines which is a branch of the navy so i'm hoping for a fun game and Bill Belichick is our guest 
picker tomorrow on ESPN. That should be pretty funny as the game happens to be in Boston as well as my uncle just liked the video as well. He's tuned in right now. The great Kenneth Rubray. Again, thanks for your service, sir. Hope Thank you, you enjoy Army Navy Absolutely. tomorrow. Fellas, we're already over an hour, almost at an hour and 10 minutes, and we're going to do our one big thing for Sunday and our walk-off. And I do want to remind everyone we will be back on Sunday here, 9.05 a.m. Eastern, as we have a 1, uh, 1, 1 o'clock kickoff p.m. Eastern. So we will be back a little earlier than the past couple weeks when we've had afternoon kickoffs. We're going to be back 9.05 a.m. Eastern on Breakfast with the Bucketeers to kick off our 12 days of Bucksmiths with a great giveaway on Sunday. That's my one big thing in walk-off. Make sure on Sunday you're waking up with us right here, same spot, 9.05 a.m. Eastern, 8.05 a.m. Central, Breakfast with the Bucketeers. We got our game day giveaways. We we do our game day Bucks bets where we run through all the lines on Bucks bets and so much more injury reports. We're the first pregame show of the day for your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Make sure you get ready for the big game while you're making coffee, bagels, and eggs and join the Bucketeers. Cats, what's your walk-off heading into Sunday, brother? Yeah, let's go up there, get a W. I think if you protect the football and don't give the Falcons offense uh, any uh, openings, you know, if you got to be technically sound, do a better job protecting the football than I think we have in the last couple weeks, and I think we'll walk out of there with a the victory. Love it, love it. Uh, J-Lo, last, uh, not last word yet, but uh, one big thing or walk off heading into Sunday. Good thing is, Jonas Facebook fans, I feel we can go in there and get a W, just got to make the right decisions, play some good football, and like I said, keep a close eye on the offense and Chris Godwin. I feel like he's going to go perform, and they're going to put the haters that want to go out there and judge over something really ridiculous and call it a day. At the end of the day, I'm a Bucks fan through and through, and if you're not watching this, like and subscribe, please. Social support for the Bucketeers. Great point, JLo. Like, subscribe, and turn that notification bell on. We appreciate it, and you will never miss a Bucketeers when you do that. When you follow those steps, you'll be with the Bucketeers 100% of the time. So come join us. Come hang out with us on Sunday and so much more. When you turn that notification bell on, you'll be the first to know when we do go live here on the Bucketeers and catch all our replays on Apple, Spotify, Google, and more. Mr. Katz, final words, brother. Thanks again for joining us. It's always a treat when we got the legendary Katz in the building. Uh, well, thank you so much for having me. And also final word, shout out to, uh, much appreciated that JC Allen was able to join us um, on Spur of the Moment, actually. Uh, we really appreciate that, and, uh, his insight, and uh, check out his stuff as well. And also subscribe to the Bucketeers. Yeah, isn't that great? Great point, Cat. Spur of the moment, Sports Illustrated Zone is like, you know what? Let me join in the Bucketeers. So great point there, Cat. Especially in the holiday season, right? So much to do, so much going on. He has kids to please. He has a wife to please. And I guess he has the Bucketeers to please. So thanks again, JC, for joining Thank us. J-Lo, uh, final word for the program, brother. Final word is happy Hanukkah. And thank you for all the troops that serve. It's going to be a fun game tomorrow. One of them think of the bowl game, one of them not. And, and plus, you know, God bless every single one of y'all. 
like I said, it's a holiday season. Celebrate us. Enjoy some good football game tomorrow and Sunday. I can't wait, brother. It's going to be an incredible football game on Sunday. And enjoy Army-Navy tomorrow for you. Reluctant to watch for you guys. Uh, eh, will it be? Should I watch it? Should I tune in? It's Army-Navy. Uh, you know, it's a fun game. So if you're bored, you want some football. We don't have a lot of football left, man. This is the last regular season college game of the year. So go out and enjoy. And then NFL Sunday, get your ass on the couch and tune in. But first, join us Sunday morning, Breakfast with the Bucketeers. We start our 12 days of Bucksmiths with awesome, awesome giveaways that day. And it's going to be incredible. So on behalf of JLo, on behalf of Cats, on behalf of myself, Tampa Tones, a great J.C. Allen who was able to join us from Sports Illustrated, Huncho, Stun Up, Bucko out of the building tonight. Join us Sunday, 12 days of Bucksmiths. We're going to announce our... Holiday shirts, Hanukkah long sleeve, Christmas short sleeves, or 12 days of giveaways, so much more. And of course, preview the big battle of the NFC South. JLo Cats, have a great Friday night. Fire the damn cannons. Let's go, Bucks. 3 2 1, touchdown, Tampa Bay. Thanks again, gentlemen. Enjoy the rest of your Friday. Go, Bucks, baby. Thanks again, Cats. Thanks again, JLo. Enjoy. Adios, fellas. But you got to be a little enthusiastic after being there, bro. That, that game atmosphere was ridiculous. Energy, electricity. That place was rocking. Anyone was there, and a lot of the, a lot of the uh, Super Bug fans were there too. Bug. Tampa Tones. We are joined by Lee Goon tonight, uh, host of the Pat and Aaron Show of WDAE. Uh, Pat Donovan, and it sounds like Stunna is bumbling a little bit. Gonna put him on mute for a second until that gets a little cleared. But we're joined by. Pat it looks Donovan. like Stunna is hanging out with Cheech and Chong in a car with the windows up or something over there. <laughs> it does look like you got a little. No, my my uh, camera's broke. <laughs>